friends. Welcome to the In the Whisper podcast. I'm your host, Nita Wilkinson. We all know that life is just plain hard sometimes. Join me each week as I talk to a girlfriend about their journey of overcoming and how it always leads back to Jesus. Today's guest is Trudy Shar. She is with learninglittlelessons.com. She's written a book, The Women of the Christmas Story, talking about the women in the lineage of Jesus, and she has written some other Bible studies as well. Listen in as Trudy and I talk about her book, her love of scripture, and how she wants to share scripture with the other with women in her life. Welcome, Trudy. I am so glad that you had time to spend with me today. So tell me, what made you want to write the book, Women of the Christmas Story? Yeah, so I didn't really start off planning to write this book. I was doing a Bible study about it. And as I looked into these women and their lives, I don't know, their stories were so intriguing to me that I just had to write this the, a recap, kind of of their stories. Each one of these women were broken. They had names, they had labels that people called them. I just felt like we needed to know that these are people that Jesus or that God chose to be in Jesus's lineage and in Jesus's big story, you know, right. of his birth. Right. So, and some of the stories are not pretty. You know, when you look at Tamar and Bathsheba, those are not those are not things you expect in Jesus's lineage. So, tell me a little bit about their part in, of the story in your book. First four people in the story: Tamar, Rahab, Ruth, Bathsheba we're all in the lineage of Jesus. So I don't know if you've looked into the story of Jess, of Tamar, it's in Genesis 38, but mm-hmm. basically she kept marrying these sons of Judah <laughs> and they kept dying. They would push her aside and say, when my next son, Judah would say, when my next son gets old enough, I'll let you marry him. When my next one gets old enough, and she just kept getting pushed aside and forgotten. They had, he had one last son that was very young and you know she was just forgotten she just she was just forgotten and um rejected ignored so she did something about it and it's not stuff that is pretty you know it's not (laughs) not at all but she did stuff about it i feel like god honored that one of her sons is in the lineage of jesus right so i think that is so neat that God, you know, took her broken place and gave her a place in that. And then we know the story of Ruth. She was she was labeled, you know, a foreigner. Yep. Nobody really wanted them around. But she got a new name and she was again, you know, in the in Jesus's lineage. And then Bathsheba, probably most of us have read Bathsheba's story. Right. In Second Samuel eleven. Again, a lot of ugly stuff in that story. There's murder, there's adultery, there's yeah. junk in that story. But yet, Jesus looks at the heart. He looks at the person. I mean, we don't hear a lot about Bathsheba's view of all this that was going on. No. This wasn't stuff that she chose for herself. Right. Sometimes our life doesn't go that way either. Right. You know, it doesn't go how we want it to go. And 
still God can use it. So Exactly. And as you said, all of these women are in the lineage of Jesus, um, yes. except for Mary. They're the only women that are mentioned. And I believe that Rahab was Boaz's mother, correct? I think so, yes. And or grandmother, at least. Yeah. Can we talk about Rahab? <laughs> yes, yeah, I think she's in the lineage. Yeah, she is. Because without her, they would have never been able to get the promised land. And so, of course, she would be an intricate part of... And her story wasn't pretty either. Mm-mm. You know? And I often... And yeah. I often wonder... How was she treated when she was brought back to the Israelite camp? Because just think about, think about women. And, you know, your men have gone out and they come back with this woman who, you know, there's some controversy over what the word, whether she was a prostitute or an inn owner. But either way, they're bringing back this foreign woman. I... I just think that probably wasn't the easiest thing to do either. <laughs> Walk into that Israel camp. And yet, as you said, God used her and her story as part of the story of Jesus. I don't know how to pronounce her husband's name, but Salomon, S-A-L-M-O-N. Mm-hmm. I just think, what a blessing that was for her to get married. Yeah. Did he have to... How do people treat him? Mm-hmm. Because he married this lady. Right, you know? right. So, yeah, it's an amazing story. And and it's so short. And there's, you know, yes. there's so much more to it, to all of these yes. stories than just the parts we see. And I'm curious as to whether when we get to heaven, when we get to sit down with these people, like, are we going to want to ask them questions and we're going to get to hear their stories like from their perspective i sure hope so because i think that would be really interesting so we're going to jump ahead to the new testament and while these people are more familiar to us they all still have their their times of struggle so we'll move ahead to elizabeth and talk a little bit about her yes so elizabeth i mean we all know her story like you said but i liked to put myself in her shoes Mm -hmm. like having wanted a child for so long I imagine she felt like she was forgotten. Right. God and, you know, children, especially back then, I don't know if we feel it quite like we do now, but especially back then, that was like your life. Right. You know, you were, if you could have a child, you were worth something. So there was probably some labels on her of forgotten, worthless that's what they did. They cleaned their homes, they made their meals, and they had their children, and they raised them. And so everyone around her is going to be doing this. I mean, now we have other options. Not that that makes it easier. I don't mean that at all. But right. it does does maybe take your mind from it but there's no way culturally at that time that you could not feel that every minute of every day because most people around you were living the life that you wanted to live i love that you said she was forgotten i or that she felt forgotten because i think i i think that's perfect for that but she gets to have John the Baptist, so. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> um, An important person. Yeah, in each one of the chapters of this book, I have a little digging into our story at the end of it. I just wanted to read a little bit of Absolutely. Elizabeth's 
Dear friend, perhaps you feel like Elizabeth. You're doing all the right things, and it seems like God has forgotten you. And then I have a couple questions that I'd like people to dig into. But at the end it says, Remember, the Lord may not take away all your problems, yet in the end he may have a new name for you. The impossible in your life he makes possible. You might be old, but she was definitely old, and you might be forgotten by the world, but you're never forgotten by your father. I love that. As so many people are rushing around, especially at Christmas, sometimes I feel forgotten at Christmas. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, just Elizabeth gives me hope that even if the whole world is rushing around, taking care of children or having Christmas, we're never forgotten by our father. Right. I love how you take this story and personalize it to each person that's reading the story. And they're all going to have a different take on it, but... It works. That's awesome. And then, of course, you go on to Mary, and that story's pretty well known. But I'm curious about Anna, because we don't know very much about her. So you came up with a whole chapter. Oh. <laughs> so tell me about I that. A whole chapter on her. Yeah. These chapters are short. But still. I like, um, I really wanted it to be something that young moms who don't have very much time could read it mm-hmm. not feel overwhelmed but so yeah the um the story of anna is from Luke two and there's three verses about anna but i feel like when you really dig into who she was she was a prophetess she was a daughter it tells us who she was a daughter of i'm not going to pronounce the name <laughs> my pastor says nobody else knows how to say it anyway so just say it fast and say it confidently and nobody's going to know and a lot of people are going to say oh that's how you say that (laughs) (laughs) oh funny funny so yeah if you just read those verses and you think about okay she was a great age she had lived with a husband seven years from her virginity okay so I don't know if that means seven years from her virginity she, she was married seven years or or I'm not sure how long she was a widow but it says then she was a widow about four score and four years which is like a very long time to be a widow but she stayed in the temple and she was serving God and she was fasting and she was praying and she knew the instant that Jesus walked in well he didn't walk in his parents walked in I don't know there's so much inside that 84 years of being a widow and being serving Jesus serving God in the temple I don't know. I feel like she's the one I want to be the most like. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Mary's pretty special. Yeah. <laughs> but worshiping, praising God, thanking God, serving Him, like, no matter how much sorrow she obviously had to have, like, to only get to live with her husband eight years, mm-hmm. and then spend the rest of her life just being sad. I feel like I feel like she did it right. Yeah. I probably would have been feeling selfish and sad and just like staying at home crying. But she, <laughs> but was, she was instead turning it to worship. And and waiting. I love that. Now now this is your latest book, right? But but you write Bible studies for your group all the time. Yes. Actually, not my latest one. I did a homeschool devotional for homeschool moms. Um, it's, I think I wrote like 80 of them. The wow. There's 140 of them. Um, and then my friends 
contribute, you know, gave contributions to to the rest of them. So I don't know if that's officially my book or if it's all of our book, but that's been my latest one. Eighty of them. It's a large part of yours, I would say. Yes. So that's called rescue. And so I, I want to talk about, you and I were talking about, um, it's so hard for people to spend time in their Bible, and it, it feels like to me that getting together a Bible study is so difficult. Like, it used to just be what, you know, that you had a certain morning, afternoon, evening of the week where you spent an hour to an hour and a half with with women studying the Bible, and it's the world that we live in has changed enough that that seems to be more difficult. And you were feeling that. So you started out writing reading plans so that you could start with something. So tell me, we had talked about this a little bit before. So tell me how that evolved into what you do today. Yeah. So I started out, um, you know, I was a busy mom. I was crazy busy. Mm -hmm. And so I started creating Bible studies with that person in mind, with me, I guess, in mind. Yeah. Um, I would pick out five to ten verses to have people read each day, and then I would pick out one verse for them to really dig into. So mm-hmm. I call it a tap method. T is truth. So I would have people write that verse down. There's something about writing the Bible mm-hmm. down that, like, embeds it in your mind in your heart so t is truth a is application or action so from the five to ten verses that i gave people to write or to read and the one i gave them to write what action or what what call to application did you get from that so write write something down that you could do and then p was prayer sometimes i wrote out my whole entire prayer sometimes i just wrote my prayer requests and then prayed it but it's a reminder to think about the Bible, you know, think about the verse, think about how can I apply it in whatever craziness I'm doing today, and then what am I praying about? And then I just found that was just an excellent buddy Bible study method. It, mm-hmm. If you needed to spend five minutes because your kids got up, right? you could do that. You yeah. could do that in five minutes. If you have 15, you could start digging into it and be mm-hmm. like, what does this word mean? Or what does this mean? Or looking at another verse that matches it. Um, but it basically just got me into the Bible, you know, got me started liking the Bible. Right. Before I didn't really like it or understand it, you know? Right. So that's what I do today. I give out the Bible reading plans for free on my website. If you're a subscriber, I've also been adding in-depth studies mm-hmm. to it. So some some studies have an in-depth study to go with it, and some are just plain old reading plans. But. Right. And your um, webpage is learninglittlelessons.com. So I'm really intrigued by this tap. I've not heard that before. Is this something you came up with, or is it something that you heard about and you incorporated? I have, have you heard of the SOAP method? Yes, I have heard of that. That one's scripture observation application and prayer right so it's kind of the same thing i was doing the soap method for a long time but i found i would always leave the o or the a blank yeah so i was like what could be just three things that i would be able to fill in because a blank makes me feel a blank makes me feel like i just like um messed up or whatever right like i didn't do the whole project i didn't do it all and i left it unfinished yeah 
I just moved it simpler to make it just three. I appreciate that. And I, I know what you mean about checking boxes off because I hate it when at the end of the day, you know, something checked off that's important. Like you never check them all off. But I also, I'm really bad about, okay, well, I did this and it wasn't on there, but I'm going to write it so I can write my check. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but I'm just weird that way. But I like this because it gives, it gives, you know, it's the truth. It's God's word. Having that action. How are you going to make it? What are you going to do to make this an action for you and prayer? That really is a great way for people to study. I've never been able to do the soap method. I don't even know why. I I do have a, a system that I use, but I love this, especially women that are new to studying the Bible because it it's very simple and it doesn't have to be twenty sentences for any of them. It's just very. It can be as short or as long as you need for that time. So I'm sure as as you read more and more, it gets longer. So I love that. So you homeschool your four girls. You're also a nurse. Yes. In yeah. a pandemic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Craziness. No wonder you're busy. Everybody would want to go back to the pandemic, but I yeah, did. Yeah, I know. 17 years. You, that is such a courageous thing to do because it it's, it's scary. I'm in... Um, aging services so I know what our nurses go through and I appreciate the nurses that were willing to continue to come to work in the middle of a pandemic but you didn't continue you signed up anew after 17 years that's amazing <laughs> very courageous very brave and I think very honorable <laughs> so you talk a lot in your book women women of the Christmas story about hope So where do you personally find your hope during this season? We are gearing up for the Christmas season and Thanksgiving, and it just, it always feels like chaos, but even more so this year. So where will you find your hope during this time? I mean, Jesus. (laughs) For sure, 100%. Right. That's that's the only answer to that question. Just if if I'm looking ahead to something that seems scary or seems crazy or seems like chaos um oftentimes if i stop looking at that and i look at what has jesus already done for me then that just that just changes everything you know he has already done so much to give me hope and to get me through so much right he's the anchor for sure for sure do you have a particular bible verse you go to a lot for when you need to grow closer to Jesus, I always go to Psalm 91. That is, I always call that a hug from Jesus or a hug, hug from God because it's just so comforting. So when I'm struggling, that's where I go. Do you have a place like that? So I like I like Romans 8, of course. Mm, yeah. I like that one. I like Romans 8. I like Isaiah 43. Fear not, for I am with thee, for I have redeemed thee. I've called thee by thy name. Mm-hmm thy name you are mine like that one i like psalm 27 oftentimes i just like to go read in the psalms just anywhere in the psalms Mm -hmm. i just like that yeah Um, recently i had covid and was in the hospital with blood clots that was like the only thing i wanted to read was Mm -hmm. psalms Mm -hmm. they're so hopeful and when you know where um, the ones that david wrote anyway where he was it just it makes it better when you're going through something that's difficult to know wow look at where he went from this to this well i always have two questions 
that I ask my guests. The first one is, what is bringing you joy right now? I know one thing. My One of my girls is dealing with a mean girl. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you remember mean girls in middle school. But they were relentless. A couple of my older children have already been through this. Mm-hmm. And so it is so cool to see them be like, hey, I went through this and it helped me and it made me stronger. And now I believe truth about myself and what a mean girl will say to me doesn't bother me. That's awesome. That is one thing that has been giving me joy is to see them rallying around each Mm -hmm. other and helping each other. Yeah. Like all my sermons that I gave (laughs) are helping. Yes. So that is really giving me joy. Just to see them living out Jesus. Yeah. That should give you joy. That's awesome. I like that. Then the second question I ask is, what are you reading right now? Besides the Bible. (laughs) Yeah. So I am doing a book club right now with homeschool moms, and we're reading Why Motherhood Matters by September Ann McCarthy. It is awesome. I'm also doing a book club on my website right now called... Um, on the best yes by Lisa Trickers. Yeah, so that's a I read great. both of those, and they're both amazing. Yeah, I I love the best yes, and I refer to that so often. Not just about learning to say yes at the right time and no at the right time, but there's just so much good stuff in there. I love that book. And management, people pleasing. Yeah, oh, it's just full of good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, she's great. Well, Trudy, thank you so much for spending time with me. You all should know she's she's in her car. Her kids are in the library. This is how busy she is. She had to and I feel kind of guilty because it's like she has these these minutes that are hers and she has to share them with me. Oh, I appreciate you being here and um, I will put your website and your social media on on in the show notes so people will be able to find you find your book if they want to sign up for your reading plans which you know those are it's that's just a great way to get into the bible easily so there might be some people that want to do that so i'll make sure that i have a link to that as well but i appreciate you spending your time here and maybe you'll have a few minutes before your girls come out of the library that you can have for yourself (laughs) maybe so (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the In the Whisper podcast. Next week, it is my pleasure to have on our show Teresa Bodecker, and she is going to just share joy and laughter with us. So you can look forward to her on Monday. She is such a treat. Until then, thank you so much for listening to the In the Whisper podcast. I'm Nita Wilkinson.